We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of someone calling into Sports Talk Radio. Yeah, this is Flo, longtime caller, first time on air. I just wanted to say that I think it is absolute hogwash not to go out there and try Progressive's Name Your Price tool. You can see all your coverage options, and options are how you get rings, championship rings, and parades of rings. Finding options to fit your budget with the Name Your Price tool, only at Progressive.com. You know, not for nothing, but my favorite rings have candy on them. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. hear about Nikisa Yelovich? No. He's going to China? Right. To a second-tier Chinese club. That's hilarious. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, Head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. It is the midweek review edition. And just as a side note here, the next weekend, uh, be- uh, the Premier League will be off. So uh, we you won't be hearing from us for another week or so. Uh, for we for us to preview week 27, but we did still want to review week 26 as there were lots of happenings on, and we also have a request topic to talk about. So we'll get to that later on. 
but let's uh, let's review first well, week 26. Uh, I, I did uh, my second edition of the handwritten notes, and they are extra chicken scratchy, so bear with me. Uh, but we're not an FSWA finalist for nothing. That's right. Uh, this is this is this is why we we do what we do, and at least be uh, at best come in second place for podcast of the year. Okay. So the first game of the weekend was actually one that I have a lot to, to talk about, uh, was Sunderland, uh, actually not only playing with Manchester United, but beating them and beating them soundly. Uh, even though the score was two to one, uh, I felt like the score was favoring Manchester United there. First of all, before I get to any of the notes, your reaction to that thought. I don't want to say that it was like totally unexpected, uh, I feel like people are kind of overreacting to Sunderland winning. I mean, they've obviously had a very poor season, but United have hardly uh, shown anything to to warrant you thinking that they should be overwhelming favorites at Sunderland. And you got your boy DeAndre Yedlin on there who got absolutely scorched by Anthony Martial's uh, goal, but otherwise wasn't bad. There was a I was following along on Twitter while I was watching, and it was funny because everyone's like, DeAndre Yedlin having a pretty good half, and then it was like within 60 seconds he got a yellow card for simulation and Martial scored his goal when he didn't mark him. I was like, well, <laughs> that's why he doesn't start all the time. Yeah, he still, he has still some stuff to learn, but I think he's at the right place. I think this is the right situation. If Billy Jones has to be out for a while, this is a great spot for him to learn really the the, the craft of the game for the, you know, for the men's team because – he has a lot to learn still, and he's still very talented. Yep, yep. He's got a ton of speed. I think they still, at least for the U.S. team, they need to figure out or they need to decide whether he's going to be a fullback or some sort of attacking midfielder because they keep kind of playing him in one and expecting the other. And yeah, you know. He might be the right-footed version of Fabian Johnson. Right, right, which, I mean, I think Fabian Johnson's probably that much better, but maybe yeah, he not. Scored, he scored his fifth goal in the, in the Bundesliga in the Bundesliga. this past past weekend so yeah he's had a great season he's been particularly good since Jurgen Klinsmann called him out for being I don't know if he called him lazy but he might be uh he might be the young player of the year in the Bundesliga hmm. just throwing that out there for you okay but uh Sunderland they haven't kept a clean sheet though in two and a half months yep so if you want to if you want if you ever want to stack offensive players it's no secret but just there's a stat behind um you know, just a stat behind how bad they've been defensively. I don't know if that necessarily, I mean, if you had stacked Man United players, you would have not done all that well. Like, I understand they give up goals, but they're not, they're not Norwich, not giving up five. Yeah, but I'm sure that Martial's percent ownership percentages went way up. Maybe. I I actually, looking at it last weekend, uh, at least on DraftKings, his ownership percentage was higher than normal. Probably. I mean, it was an early one, so I. Um, yeah, the the, the, the gross no, the, the gross number was down because there weren't as many games, but the percentage was higher. Yeah. Okay. People were playing the early slate so they can get Manchester United players, and maybe Patrick Van Aanholt. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, but Sunderland have also let up the most first half goals, which is not surprising. Um, in twenty seven, Bournemouth have let up twenty five as the next as the next best. But this is one I found surprising. Who do you think's let up the least amount of first, of first half, half goals? Yeah, I'll give you a hint. It's not Spurs. Even I was going to say United. No, neither. I only say that because I I feel like I saw a stat recently that was something like they were scoreless at halftime in their last, you know. Yeah, well, no, that, that, however I think many. That, 
the, the futility for Manchester United is they don't score in the first half. Right. Well, I think it's, I think it's both. They certainly don't score either. Um, I would say uh, Chelsea. No. <laughs> I don't know. Watford. Seven total first half goals allowed this that? season. That's that's good. That just, I mean, to me, that says that they just because they're a lower level club, they can't get the you know the the athletes with the best fitness. Because they go to be, they go to bigger and better clubs, but if Watford just focus on some fitness, they can be a very good defensive team. Is it that they can't adjust at halftime? I don't know if I, you know. Or they that, can't I, adjust to the adjustment, since obviously the opposing opposing excuse I, I, me, teams it, are adjusting. Well, especially when you look at Watford's when they had that streak of losses, it was just like these micro moments of of turning of turning themselves off like it was just a real a really bad micro moment and they paid the, the ultimate price for it yep uh this is something that we were we've been critical of everton of doing in the past you know they, they, they had like the most turnovers that directly led to goals mm-hmm. uh, and this is this is this is something very similar that i'm see that i've seen from watford defensively they just had these momentary lapses where you know like alan neom loses a, a marker and that guy scores yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about that a little bit earlier this season with Burnmouth that the they had chances and they weren't quite taking advantage of them. And it's like, well, that's the difference in the Premier League. You need to take advantage of those situations. And on the flip flip side with Watford, if you let up for a second, somebody's going to take advantage of it. So just right. like you said, yeah. Well, talking. Well, speaking of Watford, uh, they took on the right team at the right time because Crystal Palace, even though they actually scored a goal from an offensive player mm-hmm. who is twenty percent of the way there to being the top scorer of Crystal Palace. Yeah. Um, but Watford still made the comeback and they won two to one against Crystal Palace at Crystal Palace. Yeah. Uh, Adebayor got his first and it was assisted by Connor Wickham. It was kind of surprising to see the two of them start up front together. They obviously connected well on one on the one goal, but I'm not sure if that's going to be the solution when uh, Yannick Balassi and... If Bakari Sacco, yeah, Sacco, they're, they're, they're both, both they're both slated to be in for the net for which game week twenty seven, right? Because they're they're uh, supposed to come back this weekend uh, in the FA Cup match against Spurs. I doubt either of them start just because they've been out for so long. But uh, I don't know the the Palace attack looked better with those two guys up front. It's uh, I don't know how to how to read it yet since they basically went from one at the beginning of the season, which they thought was Wickham. He's been out for. A, vi- a variety of reasons, both injury and red cards and whatnot. And then um, they kind of went with that awful combination or, you know, rotation of Shamak and Dwight Frazier Gale, Fraser Campbell. Uh, they even tried Balassi up there for a little bit and Sacco. That didn't work. And then they all of a sudden used two up there, which are two. I mean, those Wickham and Adebayor aren't like they're you know, wingers yeah. who are moving up. They're just like out and out strikers. I'm not sure Sacco comes back and starts. I agree. I, I agree uh, with that. Because Wilfred Saha has been so good yep. in their absence. Yep. And he'll get even more space when Balassi comes back. And I think you could put Balassi on the left and and Zaha on the right. Uh, and then you have them supported by Kabai, who's now back. Yeah, Punchin's still out. So maybe, maybe Sacco can take that spot. Although... Uh, he, he can't really not, play that role. He's not, he's, he can't play through the middle. Yeah. So I mean, you can see, I can definitely see a four-four-two with, uh, you know, but that's going to ask a lot of Sako and Zaha going up and down uh, to Belasi come to, and... to track back. Yeah. It's, sorry, Balassi and Zaha. Uh, Zaha. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. They um, 
they were fifth like a month ago, it felt like, and now they're thirteenth. Yeah. They just can't figure out how to how to win. Like it's as simple as that. Like they they literally have twelve losses, which is um you know, more than thirteen other clubs. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, to put it in perspective, Chelsea have passed them now. Yes. So Chelsea actually we'll get to that. We'll get to them. I mean, actually, we, no, we'll get to them later. We can, we should talk to them about them a little bit later, but crystal palace, uh, uh, one stat that I wrote down that that's, that's, uh, Adebayor's 97th premier league goal in his career. Wow. And when do you think his last goal scored in the premier league was? I think I saw this one. It was like December, 2014, was October, it? 2014. October. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a long time in between goals, but he also was also not in the league for a little while. Right. Um, you could tell by the length of his hair how long it had been. <laughs> uh, great, was... great header, though. Yeah, it was a very good goal. It was a nice pass from Wickham. Uh, Wickham, I think, has three assists or yeah, three assists this season. Two, it came in one game. But the, I don't know. It's until Balassi shows that he's really back. I just, I really struggle to, to kind of buy in on them. Yeah, and then uh, a note on the Watford side: they should really win more penalties. Because Troy Deeney is five of five. Yeah, that's uh, and he, he that's the most goals from the penalty spot this season is Troy Deeney. Really? Yeah. Huh. And then and I wrote this note down uh, before Deeney got his second goal, but uh, before the second goal in that game, which was not from a penalty, his last two goals were from penalties. And guess how many games they were apart? Twelve. Close. Eleven. Wow. Yeah, there was a time where he and Igalo were, you know, one was scoring or the other was scoring pretty much every game, and then Dini forgot to. Got, well, Dini got the assists on a lot of them. Right, and then Dini forgot to uphold his part of the bargain. <laughs> yeah, and I think it goes to show that, well, especially because two games ago in game week twenty-five, uh, Watford against Tottenham went with only one striker, and it was it was bad. Yeah, and... they. Um... They basically said that Dini was unfit to start and whether he was just tired or what, but he came on and I'm, you know, I don't think that's going to happen again, but I, th- I think it was more because they had something, they had Dini not at a hundred percent as opposed to some sort of tactical decision. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, I, I mean, for, for Watford, I feel like they have to have both of them playing at their highest caliber all the time in order for them to get a win. However, that may change going forward because we've start you've started to see now, you know, like Amberbat came in and he played mm-hmm. well, uh, and they've made some signings that are th- that were offensive based first of all and midfield based. So Mario Suarez too, he's been a little slow yeah. to start, but yeah, that's expected. I think it takes a long time for a lot of people to become acclimated to this league. It's mm-hmm. a hard league, uh, but yeah, it's I very hard to just come in and and yeah. play very well, which is yeah. Especially if you want to be offensive. I think defenders right, right. will have an easier time. Completely agree. But uh, actually, let's talk about this. A team that – this was, I think, the most surprising result. Uh, Everton getting shut out at home by West Brom. By West Brom. Tony Vilas. But I know. That's such a what, garbage. What's that, what's that meant? What's that meant this season? And it's not like and Everton. Just a, a note that I want to give here is they've allowed the most goals at home this season. Yeah, twenty-three. What's and, impressive is that it's only twelve on the road. 
Like sometimes, the, sometimes the weight of the shirt at home can be a little heavier. Did you know that they're fifth in goal that's differential? Such gar- that's such a garbage statement. But yes, <laughs> I did. I, 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 I only because I just looked at the yeah, table. Fifth. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, they when for they being, score, they, for they being can 11. score in bunches too. Well, they yeah. can score in bunches. Yeah, but like they, but, but it, they have a high number on both sides. They have a high correct. number of goals conceded too. Yes, they're that's why they're fun to watch because they should. They've shown that they can be in games with goals on both sides. And uh, do you know? Except this even, one. <laughs> and even though they, even though we criticize Everton for having a bad defense, and I say that like the golden rule of fantasy Premier League is never take a, the first commandment is never take an Everton goalkeeper. Um, Chelsea have let up one extra goal. Yeah, the that's more Mourinho spite. I guess. Than anything yeah, else. yeah, we'll we'll, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll they've talk. only given up one in their last three. Everton. Do you know how many goal attempts they had? Everton. Yeah, against West Brom. I did. Uh, thirty-three. Yeah, thirty-four. Thirty-four. Yeah. yeah, that's nuts. That's a <laughs> so many shots. Do you know how many of them were from Romelu Lukaku? Seven. Guess again. One. <laughs> In the middle of that, three. Yeah, I think Coleman had six. I remember he. Uh, he had a good I thought number. that. I, I mean, I thought that was extraordinarily telling. Because why, when you have, th- I mean, why, how, what happened in that game where Romelu Lukaku couldn't get more shot opportunities? Yeah. I felt like that was just really confusing, and I didn't really understand why he was, you know, just why he was underutilized. I, I, I don't know how in a game where they shoot 34 times, he only gets three of them. I didn't watch the 90 on that one, but I imagine it's as simple as you need to beat us with somebody else. Really just swarm him as soon as he gets the ball and force him to pass. And it worked. Guess how many shots on target West Brom had one. Yeah. And it went in. And it went in. And Solomon Rondone. Oh man. (laughs) That's, the, the commentator on the television, it was great. He's lethal from an inch away. <laughs> that was a straight up, I mean, there. you can use the term vulturing touchdowns in uh, fantasy NFL of guys who like get carries at the one who shouldn't. That was the definition of a vultured goal. It, that, that goal was clearly going in. That was a Mike Tolbert touchdown. There was no reason for Rondon to have to touch that ball. and Yeah, it took away from a great goal from uh, Martin Olsen. Yeah. Or yeah, Jonas. Wait. Jonas Olsen. Sorry, yeah. Martin Olsen is a wing Norwich. back who plays for. He used to play for Norwich. I don't think he plays there anymore. He might. Phil <laughs> <laughs> just... Bardsley plays for Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> does he still? Yes, he does. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I don't. By think... the way, Bar- Martin Olsen and Jonas Olsen look nothing alike. No, nothing. I think I don't think you can read too much into the Everton failing to score. I think you know. They're not going to score f- three goals every match, so it was just it was just a, just one of those games yeah. where it, there was a force field in the net that no one really could penetrate. Right, right. <sighs> we should note just now that they don't play in the next game week. The Liverpool derby is postponed because of some. I think it's actually Capital One Cup, not even FA Cup. So, um, anybody who thinks that Everton are going to bounce back quickly are going to have to wait. Three weeks, basically. It's a long time. Yeah. Well, actually, there are some teams. Uh, there are some teams that are going to other countries for like a break. 
Like yep. Newcastle, I think, is going to Spain. Um, southern part of Spain. I think that's correct. And I saw Leicester, I think, are going to Qatar, um, which yeah, was surprising because I, I didn't think they had any soccer fields there yet. Yeah, it, it's that's pretty good. <laughs> um, but it's uh, uh, it's one of those things where since the Premier League doesn't take a winter break, this is the closest they'll get. Right, right. So, And only some teams can take it. I was going to say, except for the teams that are still in, in FA League. Cup and Champions League yeah. and Europa. <laughs> Like Man United plays Thursday. Great. Yeah. And Chelsea, Liverpool actually. I believe. Yeah. What one note? Chelsea plays uh, in a few hours, and uh, that's the reason. The reason why this podcast is being done so <laughs> early today is because I don't want to be on a podcast after they play PSG or later today. I just don't. Um, the good news is, is that you're going to get your Bronislav Ivanovic at center back wish. I assume. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll let, let's tease the whole Chelsea thing because I actually have a good take on that. Okay. Norwich, Norwich, uh, Martin Olsen's Norwich uh, <laughs> played against West Ham. They got off to a nice two, nothing lead to start the game. And let me tell you this, when they got up to that two, nothing lead, I was just about to tweet, man, West Ham missed uh, uh, Winston Reed. Don't they? <laughs> and then they, <laughs> West Ham started scoring. <laughs> well, in fairness, they still missed him. That didn't change. West, that yeah, didn't change. Yeah, West Ham, I believe have scored the, third most second half goals this season hmm. so it's not the only time they've come back like that yeah i think manchester city and leicester i was gonna say leicester's got to be up there yeah yeah the it was kind of like dimitri Payet was just like okay we're not gonna lose this hop on guys and just took over that match it was it was something and that mark noble strike was was special <sighs> yeah <laughs> that was. It took a really special goal for West Ham to tie Norwich, which is really quite the statement. <laughs> Fully repeatable too. Um, did you see that they are level with uh, Southampton now? They're one back in goal differential. Yeah. Do you think either of them finishes in fifth? No. No. I think Lever. I think I actually do think Liverpool will. And United sixth, or did United fall behind Southampton and West Ham too? Uh, I don't care. It's it's, it's tight. I think, I, think, I think Manchester. I think Manchester United will find a way. Just because the bigger clubs tend to tend not, to finish not, sixth. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going through all. Well, they tend to finish higher than the than Southampton and the West yeah. Ham's of the world. Yep. Uh, it's. I'm not saying that I have a blueprint for how they'll do it. I just think that they will. So that they could. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't. You, that's a big pet. <laughs> no, you know I'm not going to say that. Yes. Of course okay. they could. Um, the, the only team that really couldn't finish six right now, I believe, is Aston Villa. Okay. Everyone else could, okay. but they won't. Anyway, uh, rant over. Uh, let's go on to well, – we, speaking of Southampton, the team that's now you know virtually neck and neck with West Ham and with Manchester United at this point. Mm-hmm. Six straight shutouts. Fraser yeah. Forrester, such a sure thing. Uh, it didn't really have to do much, though. It was a disappointing 12 points from from uh, from Fraser Forrest, only the one save. One save, yeah. It's incredible. Like, it's. I feel like we're he, – he's obviously not going to get as deep, but, like, I feel like this is the – when we were, like, eight games – or, well, let's call it six. Six games into Jamie Vardy's, like, consecutive goal gaming streak, and you're like, how far can this go? And I doubt Forster hits – 15 like uh or 11 excuse me that that vardy did or did he hit 12 i don't remember now it's been whatever it is i don't think he's getting that far but it's kind of a, a fantastic run do you see who they have next 
Chelsea at home. Chelsea at home. It'll be a nice zero zero. Then it will keep going. Yeah. It'll I be think seven. it'll be. I, I I I doubt that. Actually, you know, most of the time when they play, it's two one. One of the sides. What's What's so incredible about it is that he's the only difference. They don't have new center backs. That no, they they've changed formation. They went. Got, didn't they go? They got, no, no, no. They went back crazy. to the four last week. Uh uh-uh. uh Nope. It was five. Matt Target played the wing back on the other side. He replaced Bertrand. Oh, Bertrand went inside for the middle three. You got. You got to trust me on this one. That <laughs> because I did. I did watch this game a okay. little bit of it. So it was Matt Target as the left wing back. Cedric as the right wing. No, Cedric back. didn't start. Oh, sorry, Cedric didn't start. It was. Um, I, I got to look it up here, but it was, I, I have it. I have it. I, I'm just give me one second, one second, one second, one second. Uh, yeah, for the five three two, and it was yeah. Van Dyke was in the middle along with, with yeah. along with uh, I think it was Font. No, it was Yoshida. No, Yoshida didn't start. Oh, Van the, Dyke, the, Font, and Bertrand. You're right. Yeah. Oh, Davis was out on the other side. Yeah. Uh, weird lineup. Wow, three five one one. Is how who scored is claiming it. They lined up. Yeah, it was three five one one, but really it was three five two. Yeah, or five three two, to be fair. Without. It was five. Without I mean, they, Chaz they, Austin. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, and, and it's amazing how Charlie Austin still can't crack this lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure how much longer that lasts because I'm going to keep picking him until <laughs> it, I really am. I'm going to keep picking Charlie Austin. Yeah, because his price is only going to go down and down and down. Uh, with not much, but I think it will. I think it will still go down. Maybe I won't pick up against Chelsea, but it's it's Southampton to me. You know, defenders. I think Matt Target. Matt Target's another guy. You know, I like. Well, I've liked him ever since you brought him up. Thank you. So uh, it's it, it's something, especially in DraftKings format, where take any of the wing backs and possibly even Van Dyke because he gets forward a lot. Mm-hmm. And Van Dyke is pretty good on the ball. Yeah. Yes. Throw that out there. It's a shame that he won't be playing in the Euros. Well, because the Netherlands didn't make it in general. Yeah. Which and is you know astonishing. Coached, you know who coached that team to not making the Euros? I uh, hitting, right? Yep, goose hitting. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice soft landing for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but Swansea on the other side of this game, as the score indicated, they were zilch. How much do we put that into them? And then how much do we just credit Forrester for that? Well, it's not Forrester. Uh, Forrester may be organizing the back line a little better. I, I think it's a, I think it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Okay. Swansea are not very good going forward. And as of late, Southampton are the, the most informed defensive unit. Yeah. Yeah. They had two shots on target, Swansea. <laughs> uh, of 13. I think it was one shot. I guess only one save. Right. Unless one hit the post, I don't think any. I don't think they hit the post, and that doesn't count as a shot on target. Yeah. Did you only have one save? I guess I don't know. You only, you only, you only had one save. <clears throat> Maybe someone it blocked was, it at the line. I think it was twelve points. Yeah, it could have been. I think it was twelve. Yeah, it was, he only had twelve points in DraftKings, so it was one save and the clean sheet and mm-hmm. the shot and the win. Gotcha. So, just I mean, it really wasn't that interesting of a game, no. and that Shane Long header came from nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's nice that Shane Long scored. Uh, I just don't know how repeatable it is again. I agree, especially with 
the possibility that he could be dropped for Austin. Although I think it's going to be Graziano Pelle. Yeah. Graziano Pelle. Yes. Pelle. For Austin. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it, I, I, it's funny. For, it's funny to us. It won't be funny to anybody else. But we promise yeah, when the time comes. Why. Yes. Uh, so, when the time comes, this is, this is the very long tease. Uh, we don't know when we can actually reveal it. <laughs> right, or if we'll ever reveal it. But anyway, let's go on to another game that really wasn't much fun to watch and wasn't really funny. It was Stoke City uh, actually going back to old Stoke City, the beautiful Stoke, uh, at at the Vitality, so uh, at, at Burnmouth, uh, beating them soundly 3-1. to one. I don't really have many notes on this game. I didn't watch it. Um, but the only thing that I the only thing that I saw was, you know, Jonathan Walters is amazing. No, I'm um, <laughs> well, it's... it was without Arnautovic and Boyan, and it's one of those that like if you're if you said before the match they're going to win three one who scores, they're two of the people you would choose like, yeah, Joe quite Salute. quickly, and after that you would say, I don't know, you Shakiri maybe or. Joselu had to have been up there in that list because Joselu had been playing well. Hmm. He didn't even start. That was my favorite part of it. Yeah. And it's like, well, there was enough value in this game, but you couldn't play it because... Based on who started. Right. I mean, I I played Jonathan Walters because... You know, I, when Ch- when uh, Austin wasn't starting, he needed somebody in a similar right. price range, and it, that he was the best option to me. Yeah. And so you take... he didn't score. He didn't score, but he got an assist. Yeah, um, Afalai and Imbula were the other ones who scored. So yeah, your your Glenn Whelan Renaissance didn't really come to fruition. No, it didn't. Actually, yeah. you know, yeah. Actually, you know what? On that note, um, let's. Let's talk about the reactions to because I mean you cru- I think you crushed me in Yahoo scoring, mm-hmm. but I crushed you in DraftKings. Yep. Um, what did you see from because we had similar lineups, not exactly the same, but we all we had similar lineups between our two lineups between DraftKings and Yahoo. And what was your reaction to the Yahoo scoring in the Yahoo game? The well, one of the big things that we discussed was the difference in choosing Willian versus Fabregas in the. In, so Fabregas, we went with in Yahoo because you get points for for passes, and I just the, Willian was also much more expensive, but the that just didn't work because Willian scored. Fabregas, I guess he picked up an assist. So that Fabregas helped, but, did pick up an assist. Yeah. yeah, the the one that got me that surprised me the most was Seamus Coleman, who ended up with almost twelve points, which was more than Fabregas, who had an assist, and he didn't have a goal or an assist. It's one of the longest stat lines I've ever seen. It's four blocks, two shots, one shot on target, 57 passes, two crosses, one corner, one, two fouls, one, a foul create or a foul. But uh, here's the important thing. Did he get a last man tackle? Uh, he did not. <laughs> he did not. I was, I thought somebody, when I was watching, I forget what game I was even watching. I thought there was a last man tackle and then noticed there was somebody behind him. So I guess that didn't. Yeah. You know who usually is behind him? The goalie. The goalie. <laughs> Yeah. Which I'm not sure they're taking into account when they're saying last man tackle. Yeah, I don't know either. There was a funny Which is tweet. Why that, I think it's a garbage stat. Yeah. Anyway. There was a funny tweet. I apologize for forgetting who it was. But there was a common one. Um, I'm just looking at this box score back to the West Ham with Sam Byram starting. And it was like, can't wait to see Sam Byram's 80% ownership and five points on DraftKings. And it's pretty much what he got. He finished with 4.75 on Yahoo. But um, 
We, we both were right on that. We both fell right into that trap. Everybody did. Like it. I mean, it was a trap that makes sense. You, you know, you're if you're gonna find a a starting fullback at minimum price, you have to play him. It's the same thing that'll happen today on, in Champions League. That like, if there's any sort of rotation, um, you have to be all over it just because it, it opens up so much later, and the possibility yeah. that well, they could be involved is too much. That's the perfect segue to go uh, to go to Chelsea uh, because you're going to get. Well, it, maybe it's too late now because it's pretty assured that he's going to start. But Baba Rahman or Baba Rahman, Rahman yeah. is likely to play more now because Zuma's out. Uh, you have to assume John Terry's going to be, I, I, he may, I, you know, that's the thing with the gap. I'm not with the Terry didn't, didn't travel. Yeah. He's not going to play in the champions league, but yeah. in general with Zuma out, you, you know, Chelsea just absolutely destroyed Newcastle. Yes. Uh, five to one. That's not the story. The one was a little unfortunate for anyone who played Chelsea defenders, which yes. you shouldn't anyway. But um, I, I thought that the Chelsea defense overall played the way that they should, even if they let up a goal. Like, it's not a, the, the most terrible thing in the world. Uh, but Aspilicueta was a revelation on the right side. Yep. He has been every time he's played there. It's it, I, it's it's such a shame that uh, that the people in charge can't see it. <laughs> but it's, it, it's very interesting that Chelsea got a lot better when Ivanovic played at his natural position and Aspilicueta played at his natural position. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like uh, it's like in Mean Girls where uh, stop trying to make fetch happen. You know, stop trying to make Bronislav Ivanovic as a right back happen. I hear you. Yeah, we'll see uh, it today. Hopefully. No, I mean, no, no. what's no, we, the other no, we, option? No, we no, we won't because because the comment. Uh, I believe it was. Uh, I believe it was Lee Dixon who was on the con uh, the the commentary. And if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, but he was saying that you know. Mikel was being saved for Tuesday. He might be the first man on the team sheet, which made me want to throw the TV out the window. Well, Manich is suspended. So I think Mikel will definitely play, but he's not going to play at center back. That's what I mean. No, no, no. But, but the fact that they really only had one pivot, I mean, Fabregas was playing really high. Yep. Uh, so the fact that they'll, uh, you know, I don't even know if they have enough personnel to go with a double pivot now because Ramirez is gone. So, are you going to put Loftus-Cheek I was just there? about to say that. Against yeah. PSG? I doubt it. Yeah. I would love it if they did, but they won't. No, it's going to be Mikel and Fabregas. Yeah, and which means that Fabregas has to stay back, which is going to be terrible. It'll, it'll be a terrible, terrible, terrible <laughs> game to watch as a Chelsea fan because he's not good defensively. He's just not. Mm-hmm. And let's, you know, let's get back to the Newcastle part of this. Is that the Chelsea 11 that should start all the time? The one that finished the match? One that finished the match. Well, when Pedro and when Pedro and Costa were still in the game, right? So, basically, Ivanovic and Rachman. Yeah, Ivan. Well, Ivanovic is center back. Right. Well, also you have to remember that Pedro was in the game. Yep. And and uh, Oscar was not. Yes, I think that's the right call. So I mean, you have Pedro and Hazard flanking Willian. Costa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, and Willian, and then Hazard supporting in, as the number ten. Yep. I th- and. Now that I mean, now that they're all healthy, I I think that should be their Premier League go-to lineup every game. I agree, and I think the statement will be made if they do that against Southampton, and if they score, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to score with it. Uh, but I think that's the way that they should be. They should be aggressive like that every game with Fabregas just picking out passes from deep. Yeah, I agree. 
Now, was this a product of Chelsea being good or Newcastle being – What was it more of a product of? Chelsea being really good or Newcastle being really bad? I don't think it's either. I think it was just a classic over overwhelming favorite doing what they do. Like nobody was going to think that so Newcastle I, were going to go in and win the no, Stanford Bridge. No, but I, 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 the five goals were so such horrendous Newcastle mistakes. Yeah, like it wasn't like really good movement from Chelsea. It was just really, really bad mistakes. Like, uh, 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 like a center back not tracking a runner who was right in front of him. They, they've been decimated by injuries, specifically in the back line. So I don't. So is Manchester United, but they're still keeping good defensive records. David De Gea Not, is a little better than Rob Elliott. That's, but I, goalkeepers as much as so, you want to think that all goalies are, are the so, same. Yeah. They're not at least not like this. I also still don't know how Diego Costa's first goal went in. <laughs> I think He's if David De Gea sliding, played for Newcastle, sliding, sliding away from the goal, right? He kicks the ball somehow on the far side of anyway, they, they, the perfect. physics to me just didn't work. Yeah. No, um, I think, I think the, you have a, situation of a lot of players who have not played together because they're just being thrown in. I mean, Rolando Aaron, Aaron's is now starting as a fullback. Um, Taylor he's started. He's, he's an attacking midfielder. Right. He's not even, like he's a not even right. Midfielder. Exactly. I think that, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that these guys are just not, um, I mean, some of them are not even defenders and then otherwise they don't play together. And so as much as we say like the United, defense is is struggling they still have I mean they've started Chris Smalling and Daly Blind as their center backs for quite some time they have Schneiderlin in front of them or Carrick or Schweinsteiger when he's healthy so like those are much different than uh Neil Taylor and Czech Teote like that's that's a humongous downgrade and that's why I'm not sure we can read too much into them giving up five goals on the road okay Fair so enough, I don't think we're learning we're learning that much about Chelsea yet. Just one note though, uh, Diego Costa, five goals, three assists in his last seven games. Yeah, I wonder what happened eight games ago. <laughs> and has our there got... somebody else in charge? Maybe exactly. That... It's hmm, I don't know. Weird. I, uh, I I think he's I think he's playing very well for Diego Simeone next year at Atletico Madrid. <laughs> Not Simeone uh, and Chelsea at Stanford Bridge? Keep them all? Strongly doubtful. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why um, he'd want that job. Exactly. Why would he do that instead of playing in the Champions League next year? Mm-hmm. Uh, unless Chelsea somehow win the Champions League this year. But if they do that, then I think he's probably staying as the coach. Um, here's my here's my overall statement with Costa. I'm glad he's playing very well for two reasons. One, Chelsea are now no longer in the relegation battle, and they're actually looking okay. Secondly, it maximizes the price they'll sell them for this summer. <laughs> And I say that because Bertrand Traore looked fantastic. Oh, you, there's no way they go into next season with Traore as their no, not their only striker. But I think that the, you know this is the, if you are going to sell Diego Costa, it has to be this summer. I because agree, but you need you'll run, you'll run into the Leighton Baines problem. You need to replace him with somebody who's on his level. I I think that's easier. I think that's easy to do. I don't think he's at that as an at an elevated level that people think he is. I just don't. I'm just saying you you have to buy somebody else. There's nobody in house that that can take that role on. As much as you want Izzy Brown or uh, Patrick Bamford to be that guy, 
That's, Dominic Solanke. Right. You're, there's no right. way Chelsea can go into next season thinking that one of their own guys is the is the answer if they sell Costa. They're too big of a club for that. That's f- uh, fine. Bring in Ibrahimovic if he wants to come. There you go. Now you're talking. <laughs> now I'm talking total total nonsense. Yeah. Okay. Now let's go to the Sunday games, which to be honest with that was that was the weekend. What a day. What a what a great day. Three great games. Oh, two great games and we'll, we'll, and one laugher. Um, so Arsenal two, Leicester one. Uh, first of all, just I, I, before I get into my reaction, I want to hear what your reaction to this game was as an Arsenal fan. What did you take from this game in terms of Arsenal's versus Leicester's championship hopes? And just overall, who played better? I think it's a little tough to say to like make this a, a title deciding match only because Leicester played with 10 men. As I tweeted uh, during the game, Arsenal took a page out of Chelsea's playbook that if you can't beat them 11 on 11, try 11 on 10. That being said, Simpson, the two yellows, like it's one of those that like the second yellow, I think was okay as a first yellow, but it's one of those that like he could probably get away with that. And I know that that's not like supposed to be the rule that like, a yellow should should be a yellow regardless of whether the guy has one already. But you, you were about to get a strong descent from me. If that, but you saved yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so I mean, it, it, the the play warranted a yellow, and he just happened to have one already. So, uh, and the game completely changed on that. Uh, it's a from a fantasy p- perspective, it was disappointing to see Arsenal score twice and both guys were on the bench. I had Walcott in every lineup I created for Sunday, and then had to pull him. Uh, when I saw that he wasn't starting, and then of course he scored. Uh, the the tackle at the end by um, or the foul at the end to set up the the free kick was one of the dumbest things I've seen a player doing in quite some time, and it's clear that there's a reason why he doesn't start for for Leicester anyway. So um, I don't, I just don't feel like we we can read too much into Arsenal beating them because they went down to ten. Like it's not, I don't see enough there. That being said, they took six points from Leicester this season, which is something that Arsenal doesn't do against other top-level teams. Uh, I don't think any other team can say that this season. Well, they that's correct. They've, they've lost I twice. I, I, I don't think it's possible, is my point. I don't think they play another team on their schedule that have beaten them. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. They have three losses, so I think Liverpool's the other one. They may play Liverpool again. I don't know. But it doesn't even matter. I mean, it's not like Liverpool's in the title race. But it's tough to win the title if you are dropping six points to another team that's up again for the title. Um, like, Arsenal lost six points to Chelsea, but which, you know, hurts, obviously. But they're not they're not in the title race. So it's... And, and it's going to be... Arsenal, just to give just to give a perspective on what the next games are, how the narrative can flip right back again... Uh, Arsenal go to Manchester United and Leicester are at home against Norwich. And then and then Arsenal plays at Spurs. While Leicester play at home against West Brom. Right. Leicester's schedule is is cake from now on. Oh god. So but you know we keep we kept saying that this is the week that we'll learn about Leicester. This is the week we'll learn about Leicester mm-hmm. and I can still say it because we need to learn how Leicester come back from disappointment. I, I I'm not sure they need they, I I think because they went down to ten, there's not this overwhelming disappointment that they got beat. I mean, oh, they I were winning. I think there is. If they had gotten the one point, I don't think they would have been disappointed at all. 
I still think that they, oh, they I still think that Lester feels very disappointed. I, I, I think, and I, and I will, and because the reason why I asked you if you felt that um, Arsenal played better, because I don't think they did. I think Leicester was the better team on the day. They just happened to lose because they went down to 10 men. Even when they were at 10, I still think they were playing their game. I agree, but I think you're you're happy to leave there with a point because you were at 10. Not I in... think they would have been happy to leave there with a point if they had 11, but I don't think they would have left there with one point if they had 11. That's, I what, I, that's what I mean, exactly. So I think that the disappointment is not that they drew, it's that they went down to 10. Well, they lost. Sorry, that they correct. They, they didn't lose. They, 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 they didn't, didn't draw. Go, they yes. lost. Yes, I, I, I'm saying, I think they. I, I don't necessarily think they would have been disappointed. I mean, yeah, that they would have been disappointed. I, I, I with, think, with I think the, even in defeat, one. Leicester played better than Arsenal. I agree, but that, that doesn't that doesn't mean anything. Correct. At the end of the day, but I think we learned that Leicester's game. It's good. It's good. It's as long as they play their game and they play with their players. Well, I th- oh, here's a stat that I wrote down. Uh, no other club in the Premier League has done this, but uh, Leicester had played with an unchanged lineup yeah. six consecutive games. Yep, they have the fewest unique lineups in the entire season. Yeah, like that's how you that's how you get to the top of the table. And that's play, what Chelsea while, did last last season while, too. While play, yeah, yeah, while playing well, that helps if you play well. Well, sure. Well, if you're playing well, then you don't need to change players in and out. But, um, yeah, it's. It's really impressive, and it kind of explains why they they've done so well. And Golo Conte was absolutely amazing in that first half, and was almost invisible in the second. And I I I, tw- I t- was going to tweet this, but I was on a train, and I couldn't. Um, but the player that Arsenal should look at from Leicester is not Mares; it's Conte. Mm-hmm. That's the player they need. Yep. Uh, and of course, right after the game, uh, well, the next day in the papers, in the British papers, they're saying that oh, uh, Arsenal looking at N'Golo Kante. Yeah. <laughs> so they won't. I think it's a very, I, we'll see. I, I think every player, as long as Leicester make the Champions League next year, all their players will have that, but they'll cost that much more. Yeah. Uh, which will be hefty anyway. But here's a great stat from the Arsenal Leicester game. First of all, there are four players in the Premier League that have taken part in 20-plus goals so far uh, in total this season. How many of them do you think played in the Arsenal-Leicester game? All of them. Three. Hmm. I have another stat, unless it's going to be the other one that you say. Well, this is, who do you think those four players are, though? Mares, Vardy, and Ozil. Okay, those are the three. Who's the fourth? Lukaku? Yep. Yeah. Very good. Man, I really thought I was going to slip that one back. <laughs> No, uh, but uh, who do you think has the most take, taken part in the most goals this season? Uh, I assume it's Mares. It is Mares by two. Mares taken part in twenty-four goals. That's fourteen goals and ten assists. Yeah, he's already a double double. My is, remember, remember the beginning of the season we were talking about who can go double double. Yeah. We were like, well, maybe Hazard. Hazard, yeah, maybe. The and, and Mares is there. 20, you know, like two thirds of the way into the season. Right. The other stat, what, is it, what was it? Now I've actually forgotten it now that I've teased it so much. Well, I'll, well, while you try to remember, I'll just go through the others. Jamie Vardy has 22, so 19 goals and three assists. Uh, Ozil has 21, so four goals and 17 assists, the Fabregas role. Mm. Uh, and Romelu Lukaku has 16 goals and five assists. I thought I saw that. Vardy and Mares have combined 
for more goals than all of Arsenal. But that can't possibly be right unless it's like involved in. So they get double points basically if Mares sets up Vardy. But well, if you think about that, yeah, because they have they've combined for forty six total points. If you want to put it that way, they have forty six points between them. So goals plus assists. If you want to use like the hockey terms of it, so forty six goals and assists is more than Arsenal's forty one goals and. Yeah, See, that the, doesn't make sense though, because that's well, seventeen. There's, 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 on, there's only one, two teams. That's the, that's not more than. Yeah. And, it's, and one of them is themselves. Right. That's not true. That's not true. I I didn't I, I didn't see Tottenham. Tottenham have forty seven goals and City have forty eight total. Mm-hmm. So it's really amazing what they're doing. Yep. And those two specifically. Yep. It, it's it's really really something. Mm-hmm. And like I said last week, there's no comparison in. In, in sports history, yeah, what they're doing, and I can, I will. Anyone can try to force one, but I'll just, I'll go back to the argument. Uh, who, in the, who was the last five thousand to one odds to win <laughs> that actually won? There's star- stories coming up now of people cashing out their their preseason Leicester w- to win the title bets at a lower price. So, yeah, one guy just cashed in his one pound bet for twelve hundred bucks. I would have paid five, five grand. I would have asked for more. I would have asked for half. It's bad leverage. That's not, that's not a heady play. That we still have 12 matches to go. I mean, they could, but have you seen that schedule? <laughs> sure. Anyway, I'm saying uh, you'll, you'll get more as the season goes on. Um, so what did you take from this performance in terms of who, who starts for Arsenal going forward? Like is Theo Walcott going to feature more prominently? No, uh, because, because I don't know what their best lineup is. I think which could, which could be the problem for them going forward to try to win this thing. Who I, I still think Arsenal have a good shot to win this, and I still think they will. I think their best lineup is Walcott and Welbeck on the bench. I think they played their best lineup, Very which includes Oxlade Chamberlain, amazingly. But Cam, Campbell's kind of fallen off. He's yeah. not doing enough, and I, I suppose Oxlade Chamberlain's spot can be rotated between him and uh, Campbell and Walcott. But, I mean, Welbeck isn't close to getting a start because when they when they start him, he plays on the wing and he doesn't – he's useless out there. Yeah. But I think they the, – the interesting thing will be when Cazorla comes back and whether they need – they f- decide that they need to Ram- fit him in. Ramsey, well, Ramsey could play on the right. Right. He's, he's almost just as useless there. <laughs> he's excellent in the middle. And too many midfielders. Well, that, you yeah. know what? Wenger's brilliant because he knows that his team's going to get massively injured. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just... love the talk that Wilshire's coming back. Like that's going to make any sort of difference <laughs> for how long? Right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so let's get to the let's get to the Laffer game. Uh, Aston Villa at home played just like Aston Villa did, and they let up six goals to six different people. And Liverpool just—it it was never a doubt. If you're doing a Torre goal count for the weekend, that's Colo one, Yaya zero. By the way, the nice typo for the Southampton game was that they had Yaya Yoshida score, which I think is a better name. <laughs> you should keep that. He should just change his name from Maya Yoshida to Yaya Yoshida. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, Colo Torre, he did score. He he was there. He was present. Yes. Uh, uh, actually, um, one one transactional note, uh, Joel Matip, who's going to replace Colo Torre for sure next season, uh, has moved from Schalke to Liverpool on free transfer, which I think is a great move. Yeah. Yep. Great business. 
Yeah. They, um, it's a, I mean, people will overplay it because he's coming from Germany and Klopp is there, but he was very good regardless of whether Klopp's there or not. He was, he was very good for playing in a team that always played against Jurgen Klopp. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was a good pickup. They'll obviously get him in the summer. Not quite yet, but um, they, I mean, Colatore was far down enough anyway, but they'll, they'll have a number of center backs that they need to figure out next season with Sacco and Skrabbit Skirtle the leaves. Um, maybe Lovren will go if they can get any sort of value for him. They won't get any value for yeah. him. <laughs> but Liverpool, Liverpool. So let's, so the one thing I wanted to discuss is they went to a four-two-three-one, and or uh, four, yeah, with Daniel Sturridge as the lone striker. Uh, that put Roberto Firmino in a pretty bad spot for me. Definitely, yeah. I feel like they should easily be able to play like a four-three-three. With Coutinho, Firmino, and Sturridge up front, and just all-out press. Um, I'm not sure who you put. I mean, yeah, you put Henderson, Chan, and Milner behind them. Like, why doesn't that work? Is it too offensive? I don't know. Uh, you, but my point, my my question to you, because Henderson. Well, the only two people that register assists were Henderson and Milner, I believe. I think Firmino had one. Uh, I, I I didn't I didn't see that in my in my box score, but <laughs> be wrong. Um, but do you feel that Roberto Firmino, with Daniel Sturridge now healthy enough to start, is should his ownership percentage drop consistent uh, pretty significantly? Should it drop? I think it's too early to tell. I think you'll. Well, would it, you feel comfortable starting him? Yeah, I would. I would, as long as Sturridge is cheap. I'll play the cheaper of the two of them. Of Firmino and Sturridge, uh, I think we've clearly seen Sturridge can play with another. Well, Liverpool center. don't play again until game week until March. Twenty eight, yeah. <laughs> so it, we have a long way to think about it. Yeah. Uh, well, they. Yeah. It, it, and you know who their next game is against? I don't. City. Hmm. The, we'll see. They, they've got a Europa League match in between. Like we'll be able to see how they continue to play together. But Sturridge can definitely play with another forward. It's just a matter. And I think Firmino. Um, I think Sturge is the kind of forward that he should be able to play up with. Like I think more people considered him a false nine than an out-out striker. It's it's something to me that's worth monitoring because I, it's something that Firmino hasn't done. I, I'm sure Sturge would be fine. Yeah. I don't think if people are doubting Sturge. People are doubting Firmino. Yeah. In a game where they scored six goals, he didn't score one of them for one. And he didn't have like two or three assists. He had the maximum one. I don't think he had he did. One. He did have one. Okay, he had one. Uh, yeah, I think we're over. We're either overstating the six or understating his importance. Because like Emery Chan had a goal. Like that's not going to happen again. But Firmino Colotori will get another assist. Colotori was the one you should have referenced there. Colotori scored. <laughs> um, the thing your client scoring was interesting to me. But... It was a. I mean, he's kind of set it up, but it was a rebound off of a kind of a broken play. I don't want to put too much. Yeah. That's another unrepeatable goal. Yeah, it just means that Klein was getting forward again. Yeah. You haven't seen much this season. Everybody got forward in this one. I'm surprised Mignolet didn't finish with a goal. Yeah. <laughs> he's the only one that didn't score. You're right. Yeah. All right. But yeah, it's, I mean, Aston Villa. Yeah, what do you take from this Liverpool performance? Nothing? I think that... You, it, Especially with the break. Uh, yeah, that's that's the tough part. I think, you know, if everybody's still fit when they play again in March, I think 
they've shown that they can. I mean, putting six on a team is, I mean, it's still a professional team, even though they're heading down to League One at this point. But um, I think their their attack uh, when everybody is fit, which they're which they are, is you know one of the better ones in the Premier League. Their defense is questionable if they continue to play Sacco and Torre, but and Mignolet is not one of the better goalies. But attack wise, I think. I would be perfectly content playing them against almost anybody. Mm, I agree. All right, let's get to the final game of the weekend. Uh, City at home against Tottenham. And Tottenham, just like you said they would, took it to City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Cri- Although Chris without Ke- Trippier and Davies. Well, yes, that's you true. You got that right. I did get that right. But Trippier, uh, Trippier who, no matter who played, it was, it, it, was a, it was a performance by Tottenham that made them more serious contenders for the title than City. Yes. I don't think it said anything that they have any chance to really win the title. Uh I think we'll find that I think we'll find that out when they play Arsenal. Yes. But we should note that that penalty was absolute garbage. I agree. I was just about to get to that. <laughs> and of course, Harry Kane is the one that benefits from that cuz he scored. Yes. But it's it's still baffling to me. I would have put money on Kane, of... by the way, of most penalty goals this year. Not Dini. Yeah. But anyway. Well, that Dini stat was of Saturday, so I'll actually... Oh, okay. I, I don't know how many goals... I, I can look it up right now, but I don't I don't know how many goals he scored this season from the penalty spot. He actually could be tied with Dini at this point. I don't know. Um Someone, you, you'll have to look it up because I can't really find it right now. But it doesn't matter. I'm sure I'm right. Uh, anyway, <laughs> God. All right. He has 11 for his career, but I, I don't have a season by season breakdown. But for me, it's just in, it's odd to see Tottenham being so successful with a defensive core. Yeah. Including missing Vertonghen, who is quiet but very good this season. Um. Yeah, they're they're one of the most complete teams that we've seen in a long time. Certainly, the most complete Spurs team we've seen in a long time, and it's it's taken basically a Cinderella story from Leicester to keep them from clearly winning the title. Ugh. It's they lead in goal differential too. That's what's kind of crazy about it. I, yeah, I just can't, I can't get used to it. It's not like they're hunkering down defensively and that's it. I mean, they're they are fewest goals allowed and they are behind only Leicester and Man City in goals scored. I mean, that's pretty big in a in a title race that's this close. Goal differential is huge, and twenty seven is significant. It's 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 a differential that champions are made. Mm-hmm. So they have all the indications and the stats that can back up a, a a claim to be a title contender. I just I think they're they they're not too far away even. It's just I can't. I'm not used to Tottenham being sound <laughs> defensively, and I it's something that it's it's hard to adjust to. Yeah, it's um it's funny when we're gonna make a huge deal over this Tottenham Arsenal match, and then when it's one one. And the one point for each doesn't decide anything. And we're like, okay, moving on. In fact, that's exactly what Lester wants. Oh, sure. Lester wants them to just, you know, draw, just draw. You yeah. make it two points and not three. Yep. Out of the game. Yep. <sighs> Let's end this before we actually call Spurs, like, 
actual title title contenders or favorites. Oh, yes. Let me pull. I, I just I just want to hear you say. You know what? If if they do win, I just want you to come onto the podcast and give like a five minute speech on why they were so um, and why they were so dominant. Yeah, I'm sure I'll I'll be very excited to do that. Uh huh. Yep. Sign me up. Yay. And on that note, we will certainly end this episode of the Roadwire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Um, actually, you know what? We won't end it yet. We have one more topic to get to before I forget. Because I am such of a man of the people, and unless I forget, uh, we I, I forget everything that fans send us anyway. But we do. Uh, just a really quick note, Andrew. Uh, when you have like a split day, mm, yeah, contests. You know what? What what strategies do you employ? To me. You, I'll, actually, I'll go with mine first, then you should, then you should go with yours, and then we will seriously end this. Um, my strategy is is I'm not going to front load the first day. I still want the high talent guys, but I will only I will only gamble on I won't gamble a lot on on who's going to play in the second day unless they cost a lot of money. Yeah, that's so the I only way to do it. So I have the buffer. Yep, that's the only way to do it because. On DraftKings, at least with two utility spots, we're kind of talking about the Champions League stuff now because they play today and Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, if a lot of times, specifically with Champions League, you find your value in the dirt cheap fullbacks that are surprisingly starting, where we'll see someone like Danilo from uh, Madrid or Alexandro from Juventus, like they. They occasionally get starts. The problem is, is that you can't build around them if they're playing Wednesday. And Real Madrid plays Wednesday this week, and so uh, putting him in a lineup, and if he doesn't start, you're you're leaving yourself a, a gaping hole. Um, so the the idea is, yes, you take you can take chances, but you got to do it in the utility spot. And frankly, uh, finding the cheap defenders, I think, is not you know you're putting yourself at a humongous disadvantage if you try to rely on on Wednesdays or the second days whenever you play. And so you ultimately need to just either pick the in the two utility spots or focus on the cheaper guys for Tuesday because, um, you know, unless you're going to either start a center back or you're going to put up a zero. Yeah. That's the only thing I can say about it. You just have to give yourself flexibility on the second day. Right. So on that note, we will end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. (sighs) Can't wait to watch Chelsea lose to PSG in a couple hours. I think they win. God, I hope you're right. <laughs> talk to you. Uh, probably talk to you in, a, in a, a little over a week. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, whenever the next one is. There That's it what is. We'll All right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> the worst ending ever. <laughs> We've had worse. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.